Welcome to Naj Reviews. This is Brian, your host, and today we're going to talk about Screamers with Peter Weller. He's the only name I know from it, Robocop. He's also in the new Star Trek. I think he might be like the bad guy of one of them, or secondary bad guy. He's got a Juggernaut-class starship in that movie. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about robots that are underground that scream as they come to cut you into pieces because they had to think of a name for a movie so they're like we'll make these robots scream and call it screamers simple easy i like it so this movie doesn't take place on earth it takes on place on a planet called sirius 6b it's also 2078 in this movie the reason that there's people on sirius 6b is because berinium which isn't real has been found on that planet and it can solve the energy crisis on Earth. The problem is, mining it causes radiation and horrific pollution. We get all this information in a text crawl narrated in the beginning of the movie. This movie is about pretty much the last day on Sirius 6B. There are two opposing factions fighting on this planet. We have the new economic bloc, or the NEBs, or NEBs, and then we have the Alliance, which the Alliance is our main our main characters come from the Alliance. We start at the Alliance base, and basically this whole movie is about Neb Command sending a peace negotiation offer to the Alliance Command. So the head of the Alliance bunker has to go meet with the head of the Neb bunker. And they get attacked by fucking autonomous mobile swords the whole way. With some trick, or some, some, uh, they get thrown for a loop a few times. My brain couldn't come up with the proper sentence, but whatever. This movie has gorgeous matte paintings. I don't know why I like matte paintings so much. I think it's because I was born in the 80s, I grew up in the 90s, and I watched 80s movies. Because they all have matte paintings. I said map there, not matte, but whatever. Yeah, they're a little out of place, but they look so fucking cool. Uh, this is a visual and practical effects movie. It's fun seeing people's arms get cut off. And they make it. there's a really cool shot. I know it's easy and simple to do, but this dude picks up a severed arm and he's got a canister in his hand. And when they zoom in to pull the canister out of his hand, it's a real life hand that looks like it's just a a disembodied hand to make it look more real that his last dying grasp were on this canister. Fun stuff like that. We have models of these robots. We have stop motion that's been transposed onto the movie. Lots of fun stuff in this one, but we're just going to get into it now. So our text crawl, I pretty much said what happens, but there's a one or two more things in there. Everybody was a NEB in the beginning, 26 years ago from the start of the movie. They went to go mine Berinium, realized that it made lethal toxins and radioactivity take over the planet. So the Alliance was born. It was a band of scientists and miners that are like, we're not going to mine this shit anymore because it's fucking killing us. Unfortunately for them, since they stopped mining uh neb declared war and we also learned that the nebs dropped the first nukes which prompted the alliance to produce autonomous mobile swords and at the end of the text crawl i just spoiled it with saying the answer was screamers but it's like 10 years into the war a new threat arises dun 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 so there's a neb grunt pretty much at the doorstep of the alliance command base And they're trying to decide who's going to shoot him. But as they do that, he starts to get attacked by some screamers. He takes out at least three or four of them before he gets his arm chopped off. They all scream at once and disorientate him so he can't really defend himself as good as he could. And he holds up the canister right before one jumps out of the ground and fucking chops his arm off. It's kind of like Tremors, but robotic. Uh, They also cut his leg off. And then when he drops to the ground, they split his skull open. 
And the people that were just about ready to take him out are crying because he's dead. And it's like, I get that it was horrific to see him get dismembered, but you were going to cap him in the eye anyways, so I don't think you're allowed to cry, Alliance soldier lady. Anyway, Chuck, second in command of the Alliance base, is like, we gotta go get that canister. So he goes out there, and we learn that he has to check a thing called a tab on his wrist before he goes outside. We'll explain what the fuck that is in a bit. But as he's going out there, he notices that the leg gets sucked underground. And then the body starts to get sucked underground. And then the arm almost gets sucked underground. But he kills the screamer that was doing it. And then he gets the canister. And that's the cool shot with the hand. So he's got to take the canister to Joe, who's Peter Weller's character. They're like one and two in command, and they finally get the canister open. It's an invitation to a peace negotiation, like I said earlier. Joe sends the contents of that canister to San Francisco. It's there, the the place that they report to. And we also hear about a transport ship that wants to land. Uh, Joe says, how about no, until we figure out who they are. Okay, so they have a meeting with, I think it's Senator Green, through a hologram. And the hologram says... Triton 4 has clean berinium, so this could be the end of the war, so he advises he advises them not to contact the Nebs. And then they're in a mess hall, and we learn that Joe had a, a, a wife that left when they could leave, and it's been 20 years, and he has no reason to go back to Earth, so he doesn't really care all that much. But we learn they have to smoke a, a red cigarette. It protects their lungs from radiation. Everybody is smoking all the time in this movie, but the reds are super important. Then the whole place fucking just shudders because that plane crashes on their doorstep of all places there's only one survivor it's full of guns and it's got a nuclear reactor that has been programmed to produce nuclear bombs so it's a warship parading as a transport ship so joe and chuck are supremely confused about this situation so the kid, his name's Jefferson, is the only survivor and they're getting him out of there and he runs back to the ship because he lost, he forgot to get his headphones. They're really important. By the way, Jefferson does not know about the screamers. So when the screamer starts cutting through the hull of the ship and sucking bodies down into the ground, he's freaking out. He gets his arm slashed right before Joe fucking one taps the screamer as it jumps out of the ground at his face. So then we cut to Joe inspecting the screamer that he just shot and he notices on its ID tag that it says revised on it and then he at some point during this conversation he's looking at the readout on the screen and it's different than he remembers from the original screamers but we learn that the kid is a new recruit and he's got top marks and marksmanship he's it's weird because they say he's this great marksman but he's only really good at shooting at the end it's like okay but we also learn i don't remember if they say it now but i'm gonna say it now I think I already set it up top, but the Alliance set plans for a self-manufacturing Screamer plant, and that ended the war, or at least made a standstill when the Screamers got deployed. The kid was supposed to be on a transport to Triton 4, which once again confuses all of them. They're like, what the fuck? It's supposed to be clear on Triton 4. And the kid's like, Senator Green has been arrested and executed almost two years ago. Whatever you saw in the hologram is not correct. Chuck doesn't want to believe it at all. But Joe's like, now if you think about it, it makes a whole lot of sense. They either come to Triton 6, or not Triton, they come to Sirius 6B, 
and they lift us all out of here and take us back to Earth, or they just send us supplies every once in a while to keep everybody at home happy because they can't just kill them all because it would sort of revolt. It makes sense. So then Joe's like, you know what? Fuck this. If we're stuck on this goddamn planet and we have to suffer through this, we're going to make peace with the Nebs. So he's going to take the kid to go meet with uh, Marshall Cooper, I think his name is, the command of the Nebs on 6B. Kid's coming with him. So the kid gets a tab and these tabs are this wrist contraption that stays on your wrist and it's coded to you specifically only you can use yours and what it does is is it projects your heartbeat one step out of phase to the screamers which makes it appear like you're flatlined and screamers only attack living things the only problem with the tabs are is the radiation corrodes the contacts so they're kind of shoddy so you got to keep fiddling with them to make sure they're working. So now they're on the way and Jefferson has headphones all the time and he's got some Google glasses. Joe makes regular checks in with the base as he as they go. It's going to take two or three days for this journey to happen. We see a, a matte painting of the bombed out city. It's fucking cool looking. And this is where it gets explained to Jefferson that the Nebs used cluster bombs, nukes, uh, biological warfare, pretty much every trick in the book to take out alliance and then they complain about the alliance for having death drones it's like man, i don't know you nuke the surface and used a bacterial fucking dispersion method to kill everyone so i don't think you get to complain all i'm saying so since jefferson was like enlisted to kill nebs on triton 4 he also has animosity towards the nebs on 6b but joe's like how about you stow that shit we're gonna make peace with these people because i'm done getting killed for a war that i have nothing to do with so he kind of puts jefferson in his place a bit and it works too like he fucking understands he has like one more thing and then he's done so jefferson asks how the screamers are reproducing this is where we get the whole explanation of the Screamers with uh, the plans. Basically, nobody's been where the scream the Screamers plant. Nobody's been down there since they turned it on. And nobody knows how they're reproducing or why they take dead bodies down into the ground. Any of that stuff. And Jefferson wants an answer. And Joe's like, I fucking got it. So you can keep asking, but I don't know the answer. And nobody seems to want to figure it out. And that makes Jefferson worried. While they're talking and walking, they find a kid who's like, Take me with you? Please take me with you. His name's David. Uh, Joe is just going to give him some rations and catch him on the way back. But Jefferson has more of a heart and convinces him to take the kid. First night, radio check-in. Alliance Base reports a odd new visitor. But he seems alright. But it's a choppy signal. The radiation fucks with literally everything in this movie. Later that night, Jefferson isn't wearing his tab. He's blasting music in his ear and he's watching his Google Glass. Joe saves his ass at the last second, blows that shit out of, out of the air again, and then he gets reprimanded and called a child for not wearing his tab. And we get to see what's on his Google Glass. It's porn. Joe breaks his porn. In the argument, Jefferson says, well, Joe is like, always have your tab on. Jefferson's like, it went for you and you had your tab on, which makes Joe look at it again. And it's basically like a rat lizard skeleton smashed together with a blade for a face. So he takes the ID chip off of it because it's something new. So they finally make it to Neb Command and, well, not quite Neb Command, but the entrance to the Neb base, kind of. There's two guys outposted. There's Mad Max. There's literally no other better way to describe this guy. He kind of just looks like 
a Mad Max and he's pissed off and is an asshole the whole time. And then we got Twitch, who I can't remember his real name, but he is just a obnoxious, twitchy, anxiety riddled man. And he says, get off my back a lot. And uh, nobody likes him. I don't think anybody has ever liked him ever. Not one time, but they're scoping out the three people walking up and through their scopes, it can, it tells you like their scopes are scanners as well. Their sci-fi guns are so bad in this movie. It's like the Alliance soldiers have regular guns with extra shit glued onto them. And then the Neb soldiers have like these fucking bullet bill shooting guns it's weird if they drop the ball on anything in this movie it's the fucking guns there's only two kinds of guns and they both suck i mean did they make up for it with uh two different death blade monsters underground i mean yeah but i gotta gripe about this movie sometimes so everybody all three of them jefferson joe and david all read out armed and then all of a sudden david gets blown away (laughs) and it turns out that he's a screamer So Joe takes the chip off of the kid and he's not dead yet. So Jefferson gets called over there and he has the gun pointed at the kid because he, he, if there's one thing he does, it's point his gun at potential risks. I like Jefferson, by the way. He's a quirky kid. He brings the comedy to the movie and it's just like joking shit. Like, okay, these David models say, can I come with you? And then later on in the movie... I'll forget to bring it up when we're at that point, so I'll just say it now. Later on in the movie, uh, Joe gets separated, and Jefferson goes back to get him, and behind his back, he's like, can I come with you? Just to freak him out a little bit. It's pretty funny. I would have done that. It would have risked me getting shot, but it was funny. So anyway, this David model bends the barrel of Jefferson's gun before he pulls the trigger. These little fucking robots are strong. So Max and Twitch stroll up, and they explain, well, Twitch accuses them of bringing it, Because the Nebs think that every Screamer is made with the knowledge of the Alliance, and it's not. So they explain that it's a heartbreaking little kid that comes into your bunker or encampment. And then the screaming and the blades start. That's what happened to Twitch's group. So Joe does a radio check to warn Chuck about the David model. The signal's all fucked up, so it doesn't go through. So now they're in the bunker. Jefferson is trying to be nice, but Twitch almost starts a gunfight because he won't shut his fucking mouth. But Jessica shuts it down. She runs this operation, and this operation is a smuggling operation, like right next to Neb Command. Whatever. Doesn't matter. By the way, the two guys rolled up into this place like two or three days ago. So she's been like there alone for quite some time until those two rolled up. Unfortunately, Neb Command got overrun by Davids some time ago. She agrees to guide them, but she wants to get to Earth. Joe's like, I can take you to the Alliance bunker. And she's like, deal. (laughs) Jefferson finds a mini nuke. Joe's like, how about you put that shit back? And he's like, yeah, sure, I'll put it back. So now they're going down to the command center. There is literally no living creatures in the command center at all while they're down there they see one of the 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 rat lizard ones uh plug into the computer for whatever reason there's a little screen that opens up on its side and it scrolls some pictures but i don't know what they're for and then it starts to go away but it notices twitch and it goes to attack him but jefferson puts his tag up and that seems to have worked until he takes the tag down and it turns on him and jumps at him but twitch blows it away and the fucking computer is because he killed it with one shot and he had to shoot five more times. It's like, you're fucking ridiculous, dude. That makes all the Davids start to come. 
So everybody leaves except for Joe. Joe finds the alternate power button because he's a commander as well. So he would know that it's there. And he starts scanning the chips. So we have, he scans two chips. The lizard thing is a type one and the David model is a type three. And he searches for what a type two is, but then the David show up and run him out of there before he can finish the search. And this is where Jefferson does the funny thing. But they get back up. Joe questions the group about a type 2, and after some banter, we learn that it's a wounded soldier, like it's normal in a group until something happens and then it acts like a wounded soldier to get a kill, and Jefferson asks what they look like, and Twitch says, you mean who they look like? So that's not fun. So Mad Max is giving Twitch shit so much, he accuses of being a type 2 because he can't think of anything better to say than get off my back. Which is fair, but Max has been spouting off fucking Shakespeare this whole time. So, are we calling the kettle black now? I think you should calm it down, Mad Max. Mad Max is like, nah, I'll just throw a knife into Twitch. Twitch was a human, by the way. Fucking just killed a guy. Jessica thinks about shooting Max, but she doesn't. So they're off to the Alliance base. There's radio silence up until they get right up into the base, basically. Not inside of it, but pretty. if you see the movie, the layout, you'll know what I mean by up in the base. Uh, but it's obviously taking o- taken over at this point. Like, they both got a weird kid at the same time, and they're robots. We know that the base is taken over. And the way that Joe realizes that is Chuck's voice is basically like a scammer on the internet where they just repeat the same shit over and over and over again. Copy that. Come down here. He's like, how about you come up here? It's like, nope, copy that. Come down here. (laughs) Over and over and over again until you do what it says. Then the door opens and it's an army of Davids rearing and ready to kill. So... They're shooting as many as they can as they run back. They light a few on fire, but they're about to get overwhelmed. And then Joe takes the mini nuke from Jefferson and blows up the fuel tank and just fucking kills all of the everything. Kills the Alliance base and everything. But then we hear some yelling coming from Mad Max, screaming out in pain. Jefferson gets up, goes over there, and you can guess what happens next. He gets some Shakespeare spouted in his mouth, and then he gets his fucking body crushed. Grabs him by the waist and just crushes in until Jefferson's dead while Joe is running to try to save Jefferson. And then once Jefferson's dead, just flings him away, slams him into the side of a container, like a a metal liquid container, probably more fuel or water or something. But it doesn't matter because now Jefferson's dead and he's still spouting out Shakespeare while Joe shoots him in the face with a bullet. And then he loads a blue colored bullet instead of a red colored bullet and shoots him in the stomach with it and it, it separates him in half. And then he takes the chip off of Max and it's a, it's a, it's a triangle shaped one and it's in a different language. So Jessica asks to look at it and he puts it in her hand and then grabs her arm and cuts her hand to see if she's human. She bleeds. It's all good. She doesn't make him cut his hand. And I think they bang. They at least make out. But the reason I say they bang is because of some stuff that's about to say be said later. So the new plan is to get to the emergency escape shuttle that only the top-ranking Alliance officer can access. So it takes them a few hours and a few breakdowns to finally make it. Because Jessica doesn't want to go on anymore. And Joe's like, I have literally no one and all my friends just died. You're all I got. Let's do this. And she's like, all right. So they make it into this bunker that's literally a rock wall that he sticks his hand on a thing and it's coded to him and it fucking opens the wall. They get in there and the trajectory of the escape pod is being blocked by a gantry. So Joe has to go move the gantry. And the reason the gantry is stuck is because some of the wires are ripped out of it. And there's a big ass cable 
with free wires. That's important. So he goes to fix it, and as soon as he gets it moving, he gets hit in the face with a gun. Max is back with Chuck's face. Then we get to learn that uh, Max's old face was Marshall Cooper, the guy they've been trying to talk to the whole fucking movie. We also learn that Max likes uh, Cooper's face more than he likes Chuck's face, but he would rather have Joe's face. Joe stabs him in the shoulder. They're on top of this fucking crane thing, and they fight it out. Chuck grabs Joe and drops him. Joe catches himself real quick, but then Chuck is like, why don't we just put you in a headlock? And he's like, I like your face a lot better. And he starts doing the whole Shakespeare thing before he kills somebody, and he gets stabbed in the shoulder with his old knife. And then they, then Joe takes that wire and fucking shocks the shit out of him, which makes him fall into this light beam of death that just disintegrates him in a second. The only thing left is the knife. At least all the screamers are dead, right, you guys? So he gets down there, and it's a pod for one. And Jessica refuses to go in. She wouldn't know how to fly it. Nothing. Unfortunately for Joe, another Jessica walks up? Must be a fucking type 4, I guess. They're pretty much almost human. And the reason I say that they probably banged is because she's like, We can breathe, we can talk, we can think, and we can fuck. But anyway, they get in. Jessica 1 had second thoughts about killing humanity and didn't want to get into the shuttle because she didn't know if her programming would override her new thoughts and feelings and destroy the Earth. And that's the whole reason she doesn't want to get in there. We have a robot fight. And it's it's not the best um, same doppelganger fight you've ever seen. I will say that it is better than a CGI fucking nightmare. But it wasn't the best choreography is all. They tussle for a while and then they're pretty evenly matched at this point. But the system says you have like 30 seconds or one minute until takeoff, which distracts her. And then Jessica 2 fucking shoves her hand through her body. But at least this lets Joe know that she's the bad one. So he shoots her and she starts to scream. And her scream is like her weapon. It fucking makes his nose bleed. He can't move. Luckily for him, the pod has to run through pre launch burns and she's burnt jessica one learned how to love and joe leaves the planet takes off his tag and throws it next to a fucking david bear all the davids have a teddy bear by the way and there's one inside the pod and it starts to move as we as he flies off into the distance towards earth and the credits roll there is a sequel to this movie i think it's called the hunting i have it on my phone we're not doing that next week we're doing what we should have done this week or last week we're gonna do prey the new predator movie that just came out on hulu like last week or the week before the fifth came out on the fifth i'm excited i've seen on youtube i haven't watched any reviews but i've seen titles of reviews and they seem to think that it's all right so i'm gonna give it a go and next week we'll see how i feel about the new predator prequel prey p.s y'all should watch screamers i i made it on the front it says somebody from playboy says it's a sci-fi epic and i'm not sure if i'd go with epic but it is a fun sci-fi journey and i mean if you can't have fun with this movie i don't even know why you even are on this listen to this podcast to be honest but everybody go check that one out if you haven't seen it all right i'll talk to you all next week bye